You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to Locked on ACC. We are here for the Tuesday episode, and, you know, it's me and Candace Cooper. Excited again to have you guys listening on today, but it's another host that gets with me. I am, I've got five guys throughout the week that I'm going to talk to, and how great is that that I get to, you know, change it up every single day? You never know what's going to hit you. I am joined on Tuesday shows by J.J. Jackson from Locked on Blue Devils. He covers all things Duke, and he is going to ensure that we give all the love, right? But we, you know, we got a little tension here with the Carolina Duke rivalry, but J.J., welcome to the Locked on ACC show. So glad to have you as my Tuesday co-host. I can't wait, Candace. This is going to be fun. It'll be a journey for you and I both every Tuesday to sit down and talk about the ACC. We obviously have a, a big draw in the Duke and North Carolina rivalry, and, and, and right, rightfully so. Um, the, the two big schools in the conference, we'll be sure to talk about them in, in our opinion. But uh, I'm excited to talk about football, basketball, but whatever sport is on the docket each and every week. I can't wait to join you. And just for our podcast network, right, how cool is it that we have a conference show that's back and running every single day. And Candace, I'm excited that you're getting this opportunity to do it every single day of the week. And I'm thrilled that Tuesday's my day to chat with you. Listen, I appreciate that. I especially appreciate the fact that you're going to bring the heat every single Tuesday because that's what the that's people the need. <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah, well, I want you guys to make sure you join the Locked on NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak for recaps and analysis of the 2021 draft and look ahead at next year's future first round picks. Follow the Locked on NFL draft podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts and speaking of the nfl draft jj tell me what your initial thoughts like we knew trevor right it took forever for him his name to get announced and that's probably why <laughs> they did that because we knew he was going to go number one but overall like how do you think the draft experience was it was awesome i mean it's an event we look forward to every year uh, in a lot of ways i loved candace that this year we got to see some players in the green room again, right? Because in 2020, you see Commissioner Goodell in his basement in the big <laughs> chair, and now they were putting fans from each team into his chair from the previous year. And uh, so that was awesome just to see the guys back in venue because they dream about that, right? A lot of times you dream about getting drafted, but you're also dreaming about walking across the stage and shaking the commissioner's hand. And so um, Trevor decided to do it at home with friends and family, which is awesome. But you're right, in a lot of ways, we knew that Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence was going to be the number one quarterback three years ago, right? As soon as that guy was a freshman <laughs> and leaves Clemson on this national title run, we know, okay, when he's draft eligible, he's going to be the guy. And then the pre-draft, for three or four weeks leading up to it, the entire conversation is always about quarterbacks, but we stopped talking about Trevor Lawrence yeah. just because we knew he's going to be the number one guy. It was Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. Where do these other four quarterbacks shake out? We got those questions answered, but I was glad that Trevor Lawrence actually got his moment as the number one overall pick because it's boring, Candace. We knew for three years <laughs> that this was going to happen, and so I'm glad it finally played out for Mr. Lawrence. 
And you know what's interesting is ACC usually has that one who is going to be their solid top five, top 10 pick, right? But then SEC has about 10 people that are probably could be yeah. in the top 10. But if you think about Trevor Lawrence being the number one quarterback, and you think about maybe potentially next year having Sam Howell be a number one draft pick. I mean, it's, it's up in the air. It could definitely be a possibility. It's unique to see how the ACC has positioned itself in terms of having, you know, just one-offs really, and not necessarily having, you know, tw- not Alabama style, right? Not SEC style. We got 65 players, but you've got a solid guys who are going to make a difference in the ACC. Do you think that's how they've sort of positioned themselves or are they still trying to get into that top power five being on SEC's level conversation? They're in a good position for sure when you've got the number one quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. And as you said, Sam Howell, in all likelihood right now, he, he's one of the top guys to be that number one overall pick in, in 2022 when we get there. But look, the ACC still has a ways to go to catch the SEC. They broke their own conference record in terms of total picks that they had this year. The ACC is stepping in the right direction, right? right. But the SEC is doing the exact same thing themselves. So I do think that the Atlantic Coast Conference is being more competitive when it comes to football. And and at the end of the day, you've got to win games in order to be on that big stage. And so at the top of the draft, we saw Clemson, right? Well, what has Clemson done? They've won national championships. They've won the ACC every year for a decade, it feels like. And they were able to finally have that number one overall pick. Sam Howe coming out of North Carolina and go back to 2019, Duke had a top 10 pick at QB and Daniel Jones, like you're getting more guys there, but it's something that you've got to have continual success year in, year out. That's what the SEC has been able to do. Now the ACC is trying to follow suit. I do think they're getting in that direction, but by no means are they catching the SEC yet in terms of football prospects. Now I'm not going to hold you as a Giants fan. I'm still upset about that number six pick. I will never let that go. (laughs) I hear that a lot. I've, I've heard that a lot. You know, and throughout this conversation today, I do want to talk about Coach Cut and his abilities to get guys in the right places and the fact that Duke had some really good talent getting into the draft this year. But I can't, I would be remiss as a Giants fan if I did not say I was so perplexed by that number six pick. I forever will be. And even when Justin Fields was getting at number 11 and we decided to trade down, I was I was like, you know, we could just, you know, entertain <laughs> the thought of having Justin Fields. And, you know, if it goes left for Daniel this season, I'm sure he's gotten all the weapons, right? He has everything around him. Yeah. If he doesn't deliver, maybe we can get Justin in that conversation. I'm, I'm right. just saying, right? I always right. believe in my guys. I, I was a big Eli person, despite the fact that he was horrible. But like, Daniel, you got to give me something. At least, at least Eli gave me Super Bowls. Like, Two Daniel Super Bowls. I mean, yeah. The, the- <laughs> Giants fans are funny with with how they talk about Eli Manning, and I I totally get it. The end was not great, but the dude brought you two Super Bowls. And the number of teams out there that just want one, Candace, (laughs) just one Super Bowl. And uh, being a a Carolina guy myself, I'm a big Panthers fan, Mm -hmm. and they haven't been able to win a Super Bowl yet. So the fact that Eli was able to get you two, I think is awesome. Daniel Jones going into his third year in the NFL, hopefully he can get better skill position players around him and Saquon can stay healthy for a full season. That'll be big for Giants fans all around. Um, But it is a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones, right? The fourth year, you got a big contract decision to make, so he's got to be able to play well this year, so we'll see how that goes in New York. 
Absolutely. And again, we got a guy like Sam Howell who can come right on in and help things out if need be. I do want to get into the conversation that we're talking about locked on ACC, the NFL draft, how great it was. But I have to mention that this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds is responsibly sourced from Botswana. 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring a light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt, for a perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, I need to tell my boyfriend he needs to search a 1010 over here, <laughs> right? <laughs> now we're talking all things NFL draft is big, thick in the football world. And listen, Michael Carter's seems to be the name to get drafted. So if you're thinking about having kids, right, and you want to name <laughs> Michael Carter is the way to go, he will guarantee go to New York Jets. How funny was that for you, you know, to see a guy from Duke get drafted and see Michael Carter from Carolina get drafted at the same time, putting up the wrong picture on ESPN, but it's okay. At the end of the day, both guys know they've gotten their ticket punch. Yeah, how fun was that? If, if folks missed it, as you're alluding to, the North Carolina running back, Michael Carter drafted by the New York Jets and then around later the Duke defensive back Michael Carter the second drafted by who the New York Jets that's yeah. that's so crazy that they both went to the same team how jerseys are going to work it's going to be you know you're definitely going to have to be able to differentiate them by their number because if you just look at the name on the roster you're just going to be confused you know uh I think about the rookie mini camps that all those guys are going to go through. There are going to be a lot of confused people when they walk through. Hi, I'm Michael Carter. And then the <laughs> next, I'm Michael. I thought I just met Michael Carter. No, there are two of us now. So that's going to be a fun thing that the Jets have to sort out. But yeah. excited for Michael Carter, uh, the second out of Duke. He's one of four Duke players drafted this year. Uh, and I, I think the Jets is going to be an awesome situation for, for him. Their secondary is still trying to figure things out post Darrell Revis uh, once he moved on from the Jets. And, 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 and so I think he's going to have a great opportunity to come in and contribute. Listen, can you imagine if they didn't do that on purpose, but they were kind of stuck? Like someone was like, <laughs> okay, draft Michael Carter. Like, okay, I got it, coach. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit the phone call. And the next thing you know, like, I thought I said draft Michael Carter. You know, like I can only imagine if that was a, fl a flop and they're just kind of like, well, we'll make it work <laughs> and we'll figure it out as we go. It sounds very Jets-like. I wouldn't be surprised if that comes out years later. They both, you know, end up being really great players for the organization. Right. Like we didn't really need to draft both of y'all, but here we are thankful that we have you. So it's always something that I'm sure in the back burner, and, you know, with rookie camps and all of that, I'm sure they'll have to fake force them to have nicknames. I'm sure the pro, the vets are not going to allow them to be called the same name. Right. No, I think it really is going to turn into whatever Jersey number they choose. Yeah. 
right? 24. Hey, 24, come over this way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really surprised that Michael Carter fell so low just because you were mentioning Carolina got all five of their guys drafted, but Michael Carter was certainly the name that kept being repeated over and over again. And yet he fell, you know, further than I, I think he probably was ready on his day two and then didn't get that call till day three. And you think about just in general, all the hype around the draft and people putting you in situations. I'm sure the pressure is crazy. When I think about guys like Daz Newsom, was probably like all weekend, you know, whatever. I'll go sixth, seventh round. As long as I get my name called, I'm cool. But you think about guys like Chaster Rise, like my story has been hyped so much. What if I don't get the opportunity to be, you know, as great as they say that I will. But going to the Duke guys, because Victor Dimukeji is one of my faves. Can't even lie. I think Chris Rump is also another fave of mine. Coach Cut, especially with the season that Duke has had, I think it says a lot about his ability to speak highly of certain players. And of course, talent speaks for itself as well. But can you talk a little bit about Coach Cutliff and just really how much respect he has in this recruiting and then ultimately the NFL game? Uh, the NFL game, for sure, there's respect for Coach David Cutcliffe. I'm glad you brought that up, Candace. That's a really good point uh, because he's had success putting players yeah. in the NFL. The three biggest names that you're going to hear are at the quarterback position, right? He had Peyton Manning when he was at Tennessee playing for the Volunteers. Coach Cutcliffe then went to Ole Miss and had Eli Manning as his quarterback. And now another New York Giant, as we mentioned a little bit ago, that the sixth pick in the 2019 draft, Daniel Jones, all playing for Coach Cutcliffe. So he definitely has respect in the NFL because you've seen his players have success when they go to the league to the next level. Another guy that comes to mind for Duke in recent memory is Jamison Crowder, a wide receiver who played for the Washington football team and the New York Jets himself. Um, that's been a name there. But for Duke with these four guys just drafted, it's only now nine former Blue Devils that are playing in the NFL from Coach Cutcliffe. It's not that big of a number because, look, Duke doesn't have the greatest football tradition. However, when you look at those four, I think it's – a step in the right direction because next year I think Duke is going to position themselves to have more guys drafted. And in, if that can translate to recruiting, if you can now go to recruits and say, look, we just put four players into the NFL draft, come be a part of our team. I think you're going to be in a great spot. It'll help yeah. you out recruiting. And I think for coach Cutcliffe, it only makes his job that much more easy. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you're getting a degree from Duke. So whether or not you come and it doesn't quite pan out, that's no a doubt. very easy sell to me for a lot of guys at the very least, you know, somebody, so for everyone, you know, going to the next level is not everything and that's totally respectable. Right. But, you know, getting a degree from Duke is, you know, you can really, really write your ticket. As I mentioned, we were talking about on yesterday's show, the fact that Notre Dame had uh, what nine guys out of the 51 going into the ACC and a lot of hype was built around that I just saw from yesterday that Notre Dame had a whole episode dedicated on the ACC network about their you know picks and all this hype but the Notre Dame football is not in the ACC that's what I was about to say so now <laughs> you know and I was going to ask you as you know a, essentially a ACC blue blood does that make your blood a boil a little bit? Are you annoyed because of that? I'm annoyed. You know, I can speak for myself. I'm a little bit annoyed <laughs> because I think there's so many better storylines that can be told. And Notre Dame has told us with so many words that they don't want us. So like, why do you right. keep trying to like, hear diamond ring, right? 10, 10 by 10. For Here's sure. the shiny diamond. Like, please come be a part of And Well, they're like, no, okay. We don't want to. How does it make you feel as a blue blood to kind of see so much love being given to Notre Dame? Uh, it definitely is is not fun 
Um, I'm, I'm with you, Candace. I think for, for Notre Dame, they've made it very clear, right, that, that we want to be a part of the ACC in every sport except football. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, why are we giving them love? I understand they played in 2020 in the ACC because, too, because there was no other option for them with an independent schedule. A lot of schools going to conference-only schedules. It was just best for them to do that. They make it all the way to the ACC championship game before losing to Clemson. I want Notre Dame to be a part of the ACC full-time in everything because I think it only enhances the brand, the recognition, the money, the competition, everything. I think it's a positive for the ACC. But the fact that they're not in our conference and we're praising their football program as if they were for this one-off for COVID, the season that they did participate in the ACC, I'm not for that. Absolutely. I just, it, it hurts the guys who, you know, don't get the defensive player, ACC defensive player of the year, or, you know, they don't get, they don't necessarily make the all ACC team, you know, first team, second team, or third team rather, because there are spots being filled. And I, look, I get it. <laughs> I understand, right. You want to sell it as best you can, but at the end of the day, stats don't lie. And there are a lot of people that missed opportunities to yeah. make those sort, sort of teams and maybe fell in draft positions because of it. So I think overall, I'm good on Notre Dame. Like <laughs> everyone knows where I stand on that bad boy. And so let's just, let's just not, maybe not. Let's just like let them live their life over there <laughs> in the independent world and then come on back, right? And so I think if you are talking all things ACC, we are going to dive into just wrapping up in our last segment here about the draft and just expectations for or maybe other teams as they hit the fall. But first, if you're traveling throughout the season, if you're thinking about going to some road games, maybe you want to go to Durham. If you're from Chapel Hill, go you know, to NC State, watch some games. Make sure you're set up with rockauto.com, the family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Rockauto.com catalog is remarkably and easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or vehicle. Choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You got to go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. I told you JJ was going to bring the heat. Listen, the draft has come and gone, and now we got to focus on the teams that are here and remain. So I'm already giving Clemson love because that's just what it is. Carolina, you know, obviously biasly a favorite. But when you look at teams like the Dukes of the world, and I go back to Coach Cut, there's conversations that Cut might be on his way out. And when you and there might be some conversations where you have certain teams and certain coaches that you got to win more than you know six or seven or eight games to kind of be in the ACC championship kind of ballpark of being a respected you know member of this conference. Who do you think, and maybe you don't know yet, it's very, very early predictions, who do you think is going to be a sleeper team this season where they've got the right pieces in place, they've just got to execute? Well, that's a, a fun question to think about here as uh, it's made, but football never stops in the college football, <laughs> that's for sure. Right. Uh, with Cutcliffe at Duke, I, I do think it's going to be interesting to see how much longer he's yeah. with Duke, right? Because he's 66 years old, getting towards the end of the career. It doesn't seem like he's going to go 
to another school at this point in his career. But I also don't think Duke is going to move on from the guy because right. he's brought the most continued success to the program that they've they've seen in quite some time back to the Spurrier days in the mid-90s. So I think he's going to be around. In terms of a, a sleeper team or an under-the-radar team, um, I'm actually going to go with, with your school, Candace. I'm really excited to see what North Carolina looks like next season because this is the year. You saw how close they were in 2020, and they will be having the best quarterback in the conference come back in Sam Howell out of Sun Valley High School right outside of Charlotte. So they've got a lot of skill guys coming back on the offensive side of the ball as well at the wide receiver position. You got to replace those two running backs in Javante Williams and Michael Carter, but I think they're going to be able to do that. I think if you've got an elite quarterback like Carolina does in Sam Howe, you're going to position yourself to be competitive in the ACC. And I think that's exactly what the Tar Heels are going to do next year. Listen, I am so glad we're on the same page, JJ. That's why That's why you're going to come back every Tuesday. That's why you're invited back, right? And this is coming from a Duke guy. <laughs> but it's hard, it's hard not to buy in a very little bit to the Mac Brown and what he has done and the way he has built this brand from being a team that's won two to three wins to now being the top of conversation and actually competing with teams like Notre Dame, actually competing with teams like Texas A&M. So I totally agree. It's their, it's their coastal division to mess up. To jack up right I think they have they have given themselves all the tools to be good I will say if we lived on the in the Atlantic division it would be tough because it's Clemson and everybody else and I feel for people that have to try and survive in that division because you look at teams like NC State right some they always have the pieces but it's always it's that beast it's right there with you it's FSUs it's trying to get over hurdles that consistently get in your way but I am in full confidence that it's going to my my heart of hearts wanted to be Carolina and Clemson at the end of it. I do think, though, however the ACC wants to posture itself is going to have to get more than Clemson into that college football playoff conversation, right? We have to graduate from just getting one team to even be on the topic. A lot right. of teams have been, you know, on the bubble. They were talking about Cincy last season, right? The fact that there was no other ACC school really to mention shows it was it was kind of a down year. It, you know, we argued, I argued yesterday with Ken Gibbs about whether or not it was a down year. He was like, no, you know, ACC football is still ACC football. But I'm like, you know, I'm used to just seeing maybe dominant performances in close matches, but it, it was very lopsided to me throughout 2020. However, I think this year, with all the fans back, all the energy back, it's pretty much anyone's game. You know, all things happening as they should. Of course, recruiting plays a big part of it, but I'm excited for the ACC to get back to some normalcy as we all, I'm sure, are <laughs> excited to get to some normalcy in a sense. Amen, but you were talking about the, the college football playoff picture and getting multiple teams in. That's why I think it is so important that Notre Dame finally bites the bullet and, and buys into being an ACC football school because that immediately helps yeah. the entire conference, brings you another big player that they would be able to challenge Clemson like they did this past year, beat them in the regular season, lost to them in the title game, and we saw both of those teams make it into the college football playoff. I think yeah. that would be huge. And uh, also getting to go back in 2021 to the division play that we've got right because this past yeah, year in 2020 yeah. if people skipped out on the college football season well they put everybody in one big unit there were 15 schools playing to go to charlotte in the acc championship game right. 
And now we'll go back to our Atlantic and Coastal Divisions. I would love to get it back to just, you know, 15 schools battle it out versus the Atlantic versus Coastal. What do you think? In terms of the format that we had this past mm-hmm. year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, that's an interesting question. I mean, that, yeah. this is definitely sort of a summertime football topic to kind of toss back and forth. Do you like the the layout we just saw in 2020 or are you more of a traditionalist and like the division layout we have? In a way, if you've got the division layout, right, you only have to worry about beating the six other schools right. that are in your your field that you're playing. But I do think if you're in a position to where there are no standings, you'll be able to play more teams frequently as opposed to when you are in your divisions, you know you're always going to play this set of schools every single year and then have your rotating teams on top of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you just convinced me, Candace. I think I'm going to be <laughs> so all, all one ACC, don't divide it up, up, that sort of thing. There you go. See, juicy topics will throw out all summer because we can, <laughs> right? Until it actually goes Absolutely. down and we see the division split up. We're what just going to keep do? throwing things out there. We'll talk to the commissioner next week and see if we can like convince him and give a, give him our you know elevator pitches to why we just let him all have at it, right? right. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time, JJ. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work? Absolutely. JJ Jackson uh, on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore and then follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Locked on Blue Devils every single day, talking all things Duke Athletics. Uh, and then I'm excited to join Candace Cooper on Tuesdays for the Locked on ACC family. And let's go follow the Locked on ACC Twitter account while we're at it as well there at Locked go. on ACC. Blow that thing up. Perfect. Of course, of course. Appreciate your time. Make sure you guys tune in. And I want to remind you before we go that baseball is in full swing and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. We've got a ton of good games coming down the stretch. Playoffs are in the thick of it, especially in NBA and we've got the NHL trying to get their stuff in full swing. So get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs there. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their run again at these big championship matchups. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Until next time for JJ and Candace Cooper, we hope you guys have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next Tuesday. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.